0: Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kiwi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right.
3: tuning
0: in the armstrong and getty show john phillips is filling in for us today
4: he's a good dude be nice to him
0: and a special
5: thanks to armstrong and getty for allowing me to pinch hit for him today they'll be back tomorrow you can normally catch me on talk radio 790 kabc in los angeles between noon and three you can get me on am 790 if you're in southern california or worldwide at kabc.com You can also read my newspaper column in the OC Register, the L.A. Daily News, the Riverside Press Enterprise, and the Redlands Daily Facts, among others. And follow me on Twitter at JohnnyDon'tLike. Well, there was a lot of news over the weekend, most of it concerning elected officials, Democrats, and I think there was one Green Party member on the Minneapolis City Council at least, who have collectively decided that it's time to either defund the cops or get rid of them altogether. There is a big protest in Minneapolis where their mayor showed up to show support with the protesters, and they put them on the spot. They said, we want to get rid of the cops. What say you? Yes or no? And then it turned into the world's longest walk of shame. Let's go ahead and listen to that exchange right now. That would be Cut, I believe, 11.
3: A yes or no question for you. Yes or no, will you commit to defunding Minneapolis Police Department?
6: No. Yeah.
3: What yes. did I say? Yeah. We, yeah. Want, yeah. we don't want no more police. No is that clear? We don't want people with guns toting around in our community, shooting us down. You have an answer? It is a All right, be quiet, y'all. Be quiet, cause it's it's, in, it's important that we actually hear this. It's important that we hear this, cause if y'all don't know, he's up for re-election next year. If y'all know, he's, up re-election next year. he's up for re-election next year. And if he says no, guess what the f- we gonna do next year? What is that?
6: A lot of water. A lot
5: That had to be a very difficult walk for him walking through that crowd as people were cursing at him yelling at him getting in his face and doing it in those tight jeans i'm telling you now i don't want to say those jeans were tight but he had a quarter in his pocket and i could tell what year it was made that's how tight they were so anyway the protesters they want the cops to go the same way as crystal pepsi mcpizza and the lake car and they just want to get rid of them Joining us to talk about this is the author of They're Not Listening, Ryan Gerdusky. Ryan, thanks so much for joining
7: us. Thank you for having me on.
5: What do you make of this insanity that we saw take place over the weekend in Minneapolis?
7: I mean, if I had to suffer through watching the mayor of Minneapolis dance to the Macarena on Twitter, <laughs> he had to suffer through walking the I mean, no, I don't feel bad for him whatsoever because you will never be woke enough for the mob. Um, and when the show trials start in Minneapolis, I can't wait to see how they sentence him. And basically, this is going to be like, I mean, uh, Minneapolis is going to be Gotham City without Batman. This is what they're asking for. This is what they really want, is they want to make, uh, I mean, there's, well, it depends on what they do. There, so Camden, New Jersey, uh, quote-unquote disbanded their city police but all they did was make it a county police instead so they are they gonna do that or are they gonna do you know community patrolling I will tell you this right now if a white Republican area like South Philly decided hey we're gonna get rid of our police and we're just gonna have our local neighborhood guys Frankie and Johnny with baseball bats they're gonna patrol the streets I'm sure the media would not have a positive reaction to it. Right or wrong, they would probably be having a complete freak out on the cover of the New York Times right now.
5: Well, in the old days, they used to have that. It's called protection rackets, and the mob ran it. <laughs>
7: yes. Yes. And then we said, oh, maybe this isn't the best way of doing these. We'll have a police. And we started to kind of. Stemming out the crooked police. But the police are who, what, who are on the assault right now in, in, in Congress, and they're on the assault right now with all these left wing groups. George Soros has spent an, spent an enormous amount of money and time in 2018 focusing on DA races across major cities in the country, and it's the cities that he won, his DA candidates won, including Dallas and St. Louis. That are not enforcing any of the laws that are not actually uh, 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 arresting and and, and and punishing and and penalizing these protesters and these rioters who are breaking the laws, and it's it's really a state of lawlessness. And then you have you know uh, Justin Amash trying to get rid of uh, over, um, immunity for cops so that way that they can't have frivolous law schools lawsuits that take away all their uh, personal property. I mean, it's, it's open seasons on cops. And, the only, and what you're going to have once you do this, once you strip cops of certain protections and when you make the streets as, as, uh, as ungovernable as possible, the only people who will go and become police officers are the ones who have nothing to lose. The, you know, it's the ones who really should never be police officers and are doing it for maybe for the wrong reasons. I mean, if you sit there and make being a police officer an honorable and worthy job that earns respect, Good people tend to want to go to those professions. If you make it a position where only, where being a police officer is like bas- basically being a criminal, you're going to have a lot more criminals in the police office, the police department.
5: When the dust settles, is the position of defunding and or eliminating the cops altogether going to be something that just the nuts on the fringe take? Or are mainstream Democrats, are people like Joe Biden and Amy Klobuchar and all the other people on the short list of VP, uh, potential VP nominees, are they going to be forced to take the same position?
7: Well, it depends. Sometimes it's a short list. Sometimes it's a short buff. It depends on who's <laughs> on it. Yeah. Um, what what you call it um i well you already saw the, some members of the black democrat uh, of the black caucus which is all democrats um saying that they don't support abolishing the police i think there's a really heavily push um, I think I think among progressives, among the you know, the Ilhan Omar, Alexandra Ocasio Cortez of the Democratic Party, it will be one hundred percent mainstream. I mean, you saw it in Minneapolis today, the 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 head of the president of the Minneapolis City Council was on CNN and they said and and she was just asked, Hey, what do you do when you disband this disband the police and you hear someone breaking into your house at two o'clock in the morning? What do you do? And her serious answer was, I don't know if you saw this. Her serious answer was, well, that comes from a place of privilege of of, of being able to call the police to begin with. What what are these people? Like, you know what? I've been I've been reading so much about. I've been thinking like, how would this these smart, intelligent, mostly college educated people become so like hypnotized and 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 insane? And then I've been reading all these books about Charlie Manson what he did to the, like these young girls. And I'm like, up. Oh, same thing, you go off the college, Absolutely, like find
5: the family. In fact, we have the clip you just referenced. Let's go ahead and listen to it, Cut 12.
1: What if, in the middle of the night, my home is broken into? Who do I call?
3: Yes, I mean, I, I hear that loud and clear from a lot of my neighbors. And I know, and, and myself too, and I know that that comes from a place of privilege because for those of us for whom the system is working, I think we need to step back and imagine what it would feel like to already live in that reality where calling the police may mean more harm is done. And so in the very immediate, we have to lean into whatever changes we can make in our existing police department. You know, I think we look to cities like Camden, New Jersey that completely restructured their department as we build up systems and we've already done that. We have, we are not starting from scratch. We have invested in community-based safety strategies. We have knowledge in our community across the city. We've done an analysis of all the reasons people call 911, and have looked at ways we can shift the response away from armed police officers into a more appropriate response for mental health calls, um, for some domestic violence calls, for um, health-related issues.
5: She does sound like a Charlie Manson girl when you listen to her talk. She sounds
3: like they are in the Jim
7: Jones cult. These people sound. totally delusional. They are not on the same planet I'm on. And I don't know whether they're out of the mental institution or we're all in it, but something is wrong. Because it, it cannot be that living a a healthy, happy life is the non-default. Like their default is, you should be miserable in some way. Either you're incapacitated, you're 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 incredibly poor, you're you have you're brutalized by the police, and this is not a race thing. This is a category among everything. I mean, you you have to be you. If you you can you can count the notches uh, on being you know in some way not privileged and those who are the most points get to decide the rules for the rest of us this is an insane way of looking at life and this is really the the, the i mean the lunatics have taken over the facility
5: how should president trump play this hand of cards
7: i mean look here's the deal he his tweets about like loot and shoot did him no favors his Inability. He, he seems to want to be both the law and order president and the president who sits there and says that he did the first step act. It's very, very difficult to be both. And so long as there is looting, that is problematic. I think that there is no negativity in being pro policeman, and I'll tell you why. A Mammoth poll taken last week found that 72% of all Americans, including 72% of black Americans, Had a favorable opinion of their local police. They look at police like they look at Congress. They like their local ones. They don't like the idea of policing. But they like their local ones because everyone knows a cop. Everyone has a friend, a cousin, a relative, a a neighbor who is a police officer, who they have some respectability with, or somewhat. It is a human face on it. It's tangible. Being pro-cop, I think, is very, very important. And I guarantee you, if a majority of Americans don't want to defund ICE, which just focus on the
5: uh-oh it sounds like we're losing ryan unfortunately it was right as he was making his point getting into all of the oh, we have him okay ryan we lost you there for a second can you go ahead and
7: make your last point don't want to defund cops
5: yeah well think about this for a second after the watts riots in los angeles in the 60s who did los angeles elect to be their mayor Tom Bradley, a black man whose job prior to elected office was what being an LAPD officer after the 1990s riots, the city of Los Angeles, a heavily Democratic city, voted for Republican Mayor Richard Reardon, who ran on the platform Dick Reardon, tough enough to turn L.A. around. And then L.A., the city of Los Angeles, historically has had three different city council seats that have been represented by black council members one of those seats elected who bernard parks the former chief of police of the lapd to be their councilman and they kept him there until he turned out turned out people generally like the police including by the way in los angeles if you look at electoral patterns black voters your thoughts
7: yeah yes and yes and and i'll say this in new york city which is a 721 democratic city we elected Rudy Giuliani on the platform of cleaning up the city after we had our riots in the early nineties. And it was so prosperous that we had 20 years of Republican mayors. And we elected a Republican governor with George Pataki and a Republican Senator, U S Senator at the time, all of that happened on an anti-crime platform. And that anti-crime platform led to a 30% reduction in crime rates across the entire country. It's, it is an enormously popular thing to sit there and run on. And secondly, and most importantly, we really have to dismantle this notion that, um, that, that we have a system that is oppressing and beating up black people by police. Uh, if you look at statistics, if you look at numbers, it is not true at all. And that all is right. why we have to stand the truth.
5: Ryan Gerdusky, author of the book, They're Not Listening, available online at Amazon.com. You can get it at BarnesandNoble.com and your local bookstore. Ryan, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. It's John Phillips in for Armstrong and Getty. More coming up.
4: Jack and Joe with a day off. Until then, manning the helm, it's John Phillips. On loan from Talk Radio 790 KABC
5: in Los Angeles, where you can hear me each weekday from noon to 3 at AM 790 in LA or worldwide at KABC.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at JohnnyDon'tLike. Like. want to piggyback on our conversation with Ryan Gurdusky, who we just spoke to in the previous segment. Because one of the things that's going to happen in places like California and cities like San Francisco and Los Angeles and Portland and Sacramento is that cities are going to have huge holes in their budget. States, we've already seen this in Sacramento, like California, are going to have huge holes in their budgets because they shut their economy down due to COVID-19. So they don't have the tax dollars that they were expecting to have, but they still have all the expenses that they spent money on when they thought they were going to have those tax dollars. So one of the things that you will likely see in the coming months and years are politicians like London Breed and Daryl Steinberg, the mayor of Sacramento, and Eric Garcetti, the mayor of los angeles and gavin newsom the governor of california they're going to come to us and they're going to ask us to vote to raise our own taxes because they need more money and what is it that they always threaten us with whenever they ask for a tax increase if you don't give it to us we're going to be forced to cut police and fire we don't want to do it but we're going to run out of money and we're going to have to cut police and fire Well, now that they're running around saying we need to defund the police or we need to get rid of the police departments altogether, how can you threaten us with potential cuts to police and fire? You can't, which means that their campaigns for tax increases are going to lose. And nothing, I repeat, nothing would make me happier than to see Gavin Newsom and Eric Garcetti and London Breed stuffed at the hoop. It's John Phillips, in for Armstrong and Getty. More coming up.
1: Armstrong and Getty.
0: Thanks for tuning in the Armstrong and Getty Show. John Phillips is filling in for us today.
4: He's a good dude. Be nice to him.
5: It's John Phillips in for Armstrong and Getty. Well, one of the things that we knew would happen after a super majority on the Minneapolis City Council said they want to get rid of the police department there, and Mayors Eric Garcetti and Bill de Blasio said they wanted to defund the police departments in their cities, is that every Democrat who is running for office in elected office or a TV talking head would get asked about it and there was much speculation as to how joe biden the former vice president presumptive democratic candidate for president how he would react to all of this well now we have an answer jennifer epstein from bloomberg news is reporting That a Biden spokesman says Biden does not believe police should be defunded and notes that he has proposed $300 million for community policing. Here's the quote. Biden does not believe that police should be defunded. He hears and shares the deep grief and frustration of those calling out for change and is driven to ensure that justice is done and that we put a stop to this terrible pain biden supports the urgent need for reform end quote well he wasn't the only one who was asked about it over the weekend new jersey senator cory booker was asked what he thinks he by the way is a former mayor of i believe it was
4: newark go ahead well i i understand clearly the sentiment and the substance behind the slogan And so while it's not a slogan I'll use, if people just
5: dismiss it and don't get deeper into the substance, why are we using police to deal with the fragility or vulnerability of our society? There's so much money going into our police departments that it's a more expensive way to deal with it. So that's Cory Booker's take. California Congresswoman Karen Bass, former Speaker of the California Assembly, she represents Los Angeles, which is where Eric Garcetti is mayor. He, of course, is the man who called the cops killers and said the LAPD should be defunded. Here is what she had to say, cut 15.
1: So, you know what I think is really needed? And I think that part of the movement around defunding is really about how we spend resources in our country and i think far more resources need to be spent in communities to address a number of problems now i don't believe that you should disband police departments but i do think that in cities in states we need to look at how we are spending the resources and invest more in our communities
5: val demings is a Democratic congresswoman from the state of Florida. She's also a former police chief in Orlando. And, most importantly, supposedly, on former Vice President Joe Biden's shortlist of potential VP nominees. She was on CBS this morning. Here is what she had to say, cut 16.
7: I want to start with the news out of Minneapolis, Uh, the the city council voting to dismantle, not just defund, but dismantle and rebuild the police department there. Is that a strategy you could agree with?
1: There are a lot of things being proposed throughout the nation, and I think it's the direct result of people being hurt, disappointed, at what happened to Mr. Floyd that's all too familiar to them, but also angry and demanding change. And I do believe that everyone has a right to look at any proposal that is put forth because there desperately needs to be change. I I also believe that the council is being very thoughtful in terms of looking at all of the services that police provide. You know, there are some cases that statutorily law enforcement is responsible for investigating. They do a lot of things associated with natural disasters and terrorism. And so, what I believe the council, along with uh, law enforcement authorities and other community leaders, will sit down and look at everything and come out with a plan that allows them to keep Minneapolis safe but also uh, bring the community and the police together in a much-needed and long-overdue way.
5: The council in Minneapolis that wants to get rid of the cops is thoughtful? What planet is she living on? It's not Earth. Is she running for vice president of the United States or on Mars? Who's buying that? Here's Van
6: Jones of CNN, cut 40. Look, I, I think that um, the, the messaging here uh, may be off uh, for people who are trying to figure out what's going on. I think most people uh, you know, want police and they want policing. What they want is lawful policing. I would rather them say they're you know, they are restructuring it, they're upgrading it. Um, I think that they hand people who um, you know, may be enemies of police reform a rhetorical weapon when they say they're gonna you know, dismantle it, uh, it, it sounds like they're saying destroy it. Just like when they say they're gonna defund the police, when you look at what, what they what what they they talk about, the Black Lives Matter movement and others, all of the reforms that they're talking about are very, very popular. Rebalancing some of the funds so that the cops don't have to do so much of the social work in our communities and that uh, more social work can be done by social workers. That's very popular, but when you say defund the police, that may sound like you're saying uh, eliminate the police, Here's more from
5: CNN's Van Jones on the marketing of defunding the cops. Cut 41.
6: It's a marketing and branding issue. You know, it's interesting. Over the long term, uh, defund the police, dismantle uh, the police um, may seem less ominous to people who are alarmed by it. um, As people start understanding what they're talking about. Again, don't forget, law enforcement, in case nobody asked them, They don't want to be going into communities either where social services have been stripped out, uh, youth programs have been stripped out, schools have been stripped out, and then they have to take on, as police, the jobs of being uh, therapists, uh, counselors, social workers, uh, marriage counselors, and everything else, and they're 23 years old, and this is their first job, and and they're under tremendous stress. So law enforcement itself, when you present it the right way, they would not mind a rebalancing of some of these city budgets, so they aren't going into such stressed communities with so much responsibility. That's really not their job.
5: And here is Van Jones on what he thinks most people support, Cut 42.
6: I think as people look, look at the actual agenda, beyond the tweets, beyond the hashtags, beyond the sound bites and beyond the labeling, I think a lot of people on both sides of the aisle And including law enforcement would actually support a lot of what they're talking about. Nobody in America and no law enforcement person in America is proud of this department. Everybody understands the the department in that city is failing both on civil liberties and on civil rights and on public safety. Something needs to be done, whether you call it dismantle, upgrade, improve, change. Something has to give in that city. And that's what you see.
5: Okay, so I just put my politician to English Dakota ring on, and it works for political talking heads, too. And the common thread of what you just heard from all of these electeds and Van Jones, with the possible exception of Congresswoman Val Demings, who was not willing to take a clear position, is this. They know the Democratic base the base of the base of the base of the base want something that is so outrageous that the country would reject it. And that is eliminating and or defunding the police departments and calling them killers. That is political poison. Even in 2020 America, even in blue States, they all recognize that, but they're afraid to come out and tell these people they're nuts none of them did that none of them said this is insane none of them came on with the same passion that leo terrell had on earlier this morning on this program and the reason they're not doing it is because that is their base and i don't even believe a majority of democrats wanna defund the police or eliminate the police but they are so afraid at offending these protesters and rioters and looters and everything else that they won't come out look them in the eye and tell them they're crackers that's a problem and again different cities and different states can do whatever they want to do, that's the beauty of a federalist system what was it that James Madison said the states are laboratories of democracy Well, if the mad scientist wants to blow up the state, I guess they're free to do that. The problem is, we have to live here. I live in California. I am outnumbered in terms of what I believe philosophically. But you just make certain assumptions that even if you disagree with the politics of your mayor or your governor, that when you call 911, someone's going to answer the phone. And now they want to take that away from us? Listen to some words of wisdom from Attorney General Barr. Cut 34.
7: And I think we have to be careful about automatically assuming that the actions of an individual necessarily mean that their organization is rotten. All organizations have people who engage in misconduct. And you sometimes have to be careful as to when you ascribe that to the whole organization and when it really is some errant member who isn't following the rules.
3: But doesn't the opening the pattern of practice investigation to a place like Minneapolis, where there are questions about the broader issues with policing, it wasn't just the one Officer. Wouldn't that answer that question?
4: Well, that's exactly the
7: reaction that I think has been a problem in the past, uh, which is it just, again, just reacting to this incident by immediately putting the department under investigation doesn't necessarily result in in improving the situation.
5: This is a, a very clear instance of where media bias and framing shapes what public opinion is. Think about what happened in Minneapolis and juxtapose that with someone from a different profession that acts out and does something illegal and does something heinous. Let's take Mark Burnt. Mark Burnt was a school teacher for LA Unified School District, and he was doing very bad things to the children. He was sexually abusing them, he was doing it not once, not twice but over a period of years, and existed in LAUSD the whole time. When they caught him, they couldn't even fire him because the union rules were so tight. They had to write him a great big check and have him resign his position because they couldn't say, you're fired. I didn't hear an outcry from people on the right saying that we should defund LAUSD and shut down the school district. I didn't hear that. And I paid attention to that story. I didn't see everyone who works for the school district painted with the Mark Burnt brush. People seem to understand that he was a bad actor in an organization that largely has people working for it who want to do good why is that impossible to do with the cops why can't we look at police departments and say there are going to be a few bad apples what can we do to make sure they never get a badge and a gun in the first place if they have ulterior motives or they're not fit to be a police officer why isn't the debate surrounding That. And the answer is because politically, people in power in places like Los Angeles and California and Minneapolis and Minnesota like teachers and they don't like police officers. So they judge them by totally different standards. That's wrong. And their bias is apparent. They aren't fooling anyone. It's John Phillips, in for Armstrong and Getty. More coming up.
3: Armstrong and Getty.
4: With Jack and Joe taking a day off, navigating you through the news of the day, it's John Phillips. Like a drunk man on an icy
5: road. It's John Phillips in for Armstrong and Getty. If you want to catch me in my normal time slot, you can do so between the hours of noon and three at Talk Radio 790 KABC in Los Angeles. On your radio dial at AM 790 worldwide at KABC.com. You can also check out my newspaper column in the OC Register, the LA Daily News, the Riverside Press Enterprise, and yes, the Redlands Daily Facts. And you can follow me on Twitter at Don't Like. A special thanks to Armstrong and Getty for allowing me to pinch hit this morning and his entire team here in the state of California for having me. Now, a positive, Sean, I've got a question for you because we just came out of a weekend. It was a good weather weekend here in Southern California. We are now headed towards the summer very quickly. If not, we're already there. I don't know when the official date starts when summer starts. But summer in California is the time to be in California, and it is hot. What is your policy on wearing a mask when you're out in public?
4: Oh, well, this is something I'm going to have to have to figure out as I go. I've never had the uh, to, to face that conundrum before. Um, but typically with You know, I'm still wearing masks when I go grocery shopping or just kind of generically running errands in any sort of retail establishment. Uh, I'm less likely to wear a mask if I'm at my friend's backyard pool barbecue sort of thing. Um, But uh, I'm I'm probably just going to have to revert to my my gut feelings about, you know, creating some sort of rule of thumb about the number of people in this place, I guess. Um, But yeah, groceries, like shopping and errands, I think I'm still going to be wearing masks. Small-scale social gatherings, I'll probably eschew it, is, is how I'm, I'm thinking it right now.
5: I don't wear a mask unless I'm absolutely forced to by whatever establishment it is that I'm going into. And some of them require it. Starbucks will not serve you unless you're wearing a mask. Uh, they expect you to drink it with a mask i'm not so sure on but they do require you to wear one Uh, the same thing is true with the grocery stores and various other establishments including by the way when i was golfing this weekend they said that we could do whatever we wanted on the course which was good because you're exercising theoretically and you need oxygen in your lungs but if you go into the clubhouse you have to wear the mask so i was thinking to myself How about this is a compromise? How about I don't wear the mask when I'm golfing? And if I have to go into the clubhouse and don't want to wear a mask, how about I burn it down? Because if you're burning something down, they seem to give you a pass if you don't want to wear the mask. Then I thought that's probably not a good idea to say. But I live in an area that is a resort area, Palm Springs, California. People come from all over the globe to Palm Springs, although not usually so much in the summer. But since season got wiped out, people are trying to get their Palm Springs fix in. And Palm Springs has very strict guidelines on where you're supposed to wear a mask, very draconian policies. But one of the perks of living in a place that has a lot of tourists is the tourists are unaware of whatever your idiotic city council wants the local population to do, so they just do whatever it is that they want to do. Which means I went to brunch yesterday after golf in downtown Palm Springs, and I would say two-thirds to three-quarters of the people who were out and about were not wearing masks at all. So if the city thinks that they can control what people are going to do after we realize so many of their policies and demands and edicts have been based on faulty data and faulty science, it's going to make their heads explode. And I kind of like that. All right. I'll be back on the radio at noon on AM 790 KABC in Los Angeles. Again, you can listen to that in L.A., At AM 790. You can also catch me online at kabc.com. Armstrong and Getty are back tomorrow. Say hi to them for me.
0: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rapaport's Reality
3: with me, Kibi Rapaport. And
2: me, Michael Rappaport on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.